for joining me today i'm so obsessed with the nina simone of it all yes like you are giving me <laughs> nina simone with a little bit of lauren hill with a slap of jill scott in there yes. early 2000s like you've given me a lot even a little macy gray you know i can go on and on with the references so <laughs> nonetheless you look like a melanated chocolate queen Thank you. And aside from that, your weight loss journey. That's what I want to talk about first, because uh, if it, for all of you who do not follow Christina on Instagram, Christina has gone with Herbalife, right? No, with uh, Total Life Changes. Total Life Changes. Okay, my, my apologies. But you have been going through some um, program where you have slimmed down, you have an hourglass shape, a very defined shape. Um, not that I've ever remember you to have a bad shape, Christina, even in like our younger years. I don't think you ever had a bad shape. You had a little baby fat. But yeah. uh, I don't think you had... <laughs> I don't think you had a bad shape at all. But what got you inspired to do something different with your body? So I, I was just really depressed after having my baby, my son, and um, I was just eating and eating like I was still pregnant. So um, one day it just came over me just wanting something different for myself and not allowing myself to just let go after having my son. And um, I just started looking, I just started looking at myself different and I started viewing myself different and I just wanted better for myself because it was like now I have a child and even though he's not a little girl I want him to see that his mom is taking care of himself so he can find that woman in his life in the future of course um that's similar to me that's working for what she wants going after everything that she wants and doing anything that's possible to get where I want to go. Like I want him to find that in the woman that he loves. And I want him to be able to look at me and know that anything that I do, I'm gonna work for it. And I'm not going to allow anything in no one in my way of getting where I want to go. Absolutely. That's beautiful, Christina, seriously. Um, and it's so important, honestly, you know, and we've known each other, for those of you who haven't picked that up by now, me and Christina have known each other for many, many, many years. Um, and so it's really been a journey to see not only you, but people even in your class um, really actually turn into adults and actually start to turn the tide and actually start making real decisions that actually matter for the future. Um, right. It's so eloquently about children. You know, so many of us are starting to have them now and it's important for us to start creating the examples starting off at home so they don't have to go and find what they think um, success looks like. They can look right at their parents. So that that's beautiful, Christine. I love hearing that. Now, one thing I also want to talk about is your faith, a little bit about faith. You and I both connect on this. We're both church kids to a degree. But one thing I've noticed is that you're singing in the praise team at your church. Yeah. I was singing in the praise team. Well, yeah, before COVID, I was in the choir, you know, uh, with COVID going on, they're only allowing a certain amount of people in the choir. Yeah. And right now I have other, um, other priorities that I'm working on, but you know, I'm still involved in the church. Yep. 
Yes, that's beautiful, Christina. And that it's it's so important, especially once you get a little older and start, you know, you realize that you need God. Like, isn't this is not a joke? <laughs> I mean, I realized I needed God when I was like nine, ten years old. Yes, yes, and it's so, it's so true. It's so true. And I remember because I it was a few years ago when I had come across something or I was going through something, and my faith was what really brought me out. And I didn't really ever have to activate my faith until that point. Of course, I knew God was real. Of course, I've known, I've heard the scriptures and the testimonies, but it's really something when you're actually up against the wall and Satan has his plan slapping it across your face over and over again. Right. And you have to, um, you really have to use the faith that you've been given to really pull yourself out of there. So I, I love anybody that can still remain close to the cross. Oh, yes. I'm always, I'm always, I'm talking to him every single day. Yes, it, it's so important. It's so important. So just so when you do need God, you're not like on the, you know, standby <laughs> list. <laughs> you have not been consistent and you are not in good state. He stand knows my name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so also what I want to get into a little bit is I knew you, obviously I've known you for many years. And I remember um, before I left high school, you were there at least one more year after I was, of course. Once um, I left high school, I was under the impression that you were going to go and do things and dance and modeling. And I saw that you were going on auditions and you were doing a whole bunch of stuff. And then I remember also you getting pregnant with Shimmy. Yes. And so walk us through, because I think this is such an important story. Walk us through how you started off, you know, once you hit the ground running after high school in terms of all of that, like how you, how you started and once you got pregnant, how things changed. Hmm. Yeah. So once I left high school, that's when life really hit. Um, I was going to city college of San Francisco for a minute. I was doing really, really good, but it got to a point where I just felt like I wasn't doing what I loved, meaning I wasn't doing dance. I wasn't, um, yeah, I wasn't doing dance and I wasn't really modeling and taking pictures like that. It was really focused on education. And then I felt like, well, I mean, that's what school was about, but it wasn't something that I enjoyed, you know? But I was getting good grades, I was doing good, but it was just like, I felt like it was something more out there that I wanted for myself. So I started to adventure off into different things, um, trying to meet different people, um, trying to teach myself different ways of entrepreneurship. But just for some reason, it wasn't working, it wasn't clicking. And I believe, I believe at that moment, um, around like 2016, 2017, that's when my faith in God really wasn't as strong as it is now. And I, I feel like I forgot about him as far as um, knowing and believing and trusting that, yes, it may be hard right now. Yes, you may not like what you're doing right now, but you have to get down and dirty and do all these things now so you can grow in the future. Yeah. Um, it took me a minute to learn that that's when shim comes i had to you know go through my go through my relationships go through my friendships i had to let some people go i had to walk away from some people and shim really just helped me understand that there that there's more to life and i have to understand that everything is a process yes and everything that i do now is going to help me in the future so 
that is really that's really what I've learned over the years and that's what's brought me to being the person that I am today that has opened up her own business is a mom taking care of her son uh working for and with her family and um just going after her goals and it's, it's crazy because um last year I wasn't in this position of where photographers are coming to me and asking me to do photo shoots. I'm getting more interest in my business. I have a business where I'm able to make money from home. Um, even though even though I am still working a nine to five, it's still doing something. And I know that if I continue on doing this, it's gonna help me in the long run. Like 30, 60, 90 days from now, I'm not gonna be where I was today. Yes. So, yes. I'm just, I'm just working on every day becoming a better person, even though whatever happened yesterday, it happened yesterday and just keep on going and keep on growing. Yes. Oh, I love that. You're so Nina Simone today, first of all. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm obsessed. And, but I, I, kudos to everything that you just said. It really is a journey. And, um, you know, I could, I could definitely relate to going to, you know, I went to Chabot, similar to you. And when I was going there, I just felt like I was doing it purposely, I mean, purposelessly. And I didn't really feel like, you know, and I know, I understand the education system, like you just mentioned, they have, there's, there's a format. So you have to take all these GE classes, classes that will never you ever in life. And some people can molly walk through the classes, get the credit and move on. We both have friends having things that have done that. I, I was not one of those people. <laughs> I was not one of those people. And it really is something when, you know, you feel your calling and you feel your gift calling you from outside of the school walls. And a lot of people will not understand that because a lot of people have the mindset that that's the path to success and that and that alone. I don't know how many examples in 2020 we have to have to prove that that's not necessarily true. Right. Um, but everyone, everyone had that, especially us going to a college preparatory high school. We, of course, were um, given that mindset at early ages that, you know, if it's, you're not in, in someone's secondary um, institution, then it's, it's, it's a no-go for you. But we're both examples of that not necessarily going, you know, that way. So I love hearing perspectives like that. And Shimmy, literally, Christina, you have the cutest kid, like seriously, like the cheeks, and the smiling, uh, and the drool. Like it's so, <laughs> Shimmy is just too cute. And yes. so how has it also been balancing being a mom and being um, a career woman? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> it is so hard, but I just enjoy it. I, I have learned to enjoy it, even though I'm going to be so honest, even though I catch myself crying just by the oh, being overwhelmed with Shim. And like he's walking and he's trying to talk and getting into everything when I'm over here trying to, you know, create my post and do some lives for my business, uh, promote myself, or I'm trying to go do photo shoots or just trying to spend some time with my family and my friends. It's just, it gets overwhelming, but then that's when I just have to hold on to that faith and that trust in God yes. and just use his power to help heal me and know that it's all temporary. That's what I keep on telling myself. It's all temporary. This is what you have to go through right now in order to get to where you're trying to go. Yeah. So that's honestly what keeps on pushing me is knowing that 
I signed up to be a mom. The day I got pregnant, I signed up to be a mom. And these are the consequences. Well, it's not even consequences. This is just what I have to deal with in my life and just love and enjoy it. And just know that going through this right now is going to better me. It's going to make me strong. Yes. Yes. Now, one thing I also want to ask you, it's a little bit of a deeper question, but was there any point before during this time period between high school and I guess now that you felt like, you know, my dreams of being a model, a dancer, all of that is now on the back burner or may not happen because I'm a mom now. Like so many women and men, if they're in that situation, um, experience to a degree, they put their dreams on the shelves and get caught up doing the um, nine to five motion of life, which happens to so many people. Um, and they kind of throw their dream onto the back burner. And then it gets to a certain point where it just gets expired after you know a while. What has helped you not that not happen to you? Or did you have that happen to you during this time period at all? Um. For just for a brief moment, because I, okay, this is the mistake that I had to learn, was not listening to people because a lot of people had came to me and said, you know, you're a mom now. So the modeling thing and the, mm. the, um, the dancing thing is going to have to stop for a minute. And in my head, I'm like, shouldn't that motivate me shouldn't that make me want to go even harder that right. now that I have a child it's like just because I have a child doesn't mean that my life stops That's I feel like my life should keep on going and it should get even better because I have a child it's going to make me stronger and it's going to motivate me because I have a child meaning I'm trying to get where I'm going even quicker even faster because now I have a child. Now I have somebody I got to feed. Now I have somebody I have to clothe. You know, so I feel like being a mom and you have all of these goals, it shouldn't stop you from doing what you want to do. It should encourage you. It should motivate you. It should push you to get to where you're going even quicker because you're going to need an extra 500 or or $1,000. So if you have a business that you've been thinking about or if you have a plan that you've been trying to get together, you need to get it together like right now That's and it. just go through, go through the struggle right now because in the long run with your baby is like two, three, four years old, it's gonna pay off because now they're in a better situation because of you. Exactly, exactly. And that's what good parenting really looks like is when you're considering the child's needs. Um, once you've decided that you're going to sign up for motherhood, like you so eloquently put, there is, you know, there's a shift that happens and it's not necessarily a stopping shift, but it is a shift. And there is, um, you know, a plans and things that have to be made around all of that. But that does not mean, like you just mentioned, that that all stops. It does not stop. And I'm so glad that you're an example of that. Now, what is something that you would want to tell ninth grade Christina that you know now that you didn't know then? <laughs> I'm talking about, yes, I remember ninth grade Christina. So I just want to know, what do you have to say to her? <laughs> Today, as you sit as a career woman, a fully fledged woman in the land. Girl, I would have told tell her to sit ass down. That's what she needs to go do. <laughs> she needs to go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Woo. I mean, but I was in high school. I was fresh out of right. school, getting into high school. Um, but one thing that I did love about ninth grade Christina was that she loved just being happy, making other people happy and laughing and yes. keeping a smile on people's face. Um, but everything else, she she really needed to sit down. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. That's so crazy. And I know we're only, I'm 25. I know you're 24. I'll be, yeah, I'll be 24 in like three weeks. Okay, so you're almost 24, but there is such a shift that happens once you reach 25. So you have a, a year or two to go. But what you but there is a shift that happens when you reach a certain point and you realize that I've been out of high school for seven years myself now. And it's like all of the fruits of the labor that you should have been putting in from the day one when you left. This is around the time in my head you should start seeing some of that, you know, flourish. But I'm, um, I'm a testament to that. Like I started off, this has always been my dream job. I've always wanted to interview people and be an entertainment host and do all of that. And then I started doing the modeling thing. And I just thought, Christina, I was gonna bust through the industry. I thought I was gonna bust through the industry. Everybody was gonna book me and sign me and all that. And though it did not happen all that way, I had some successes and I had some failures. I, it was important for me to go back to what I first loved doing. And that was one thing that ninth grade did not have was direction. I just knew that I wanted to be loud. I knew that I wanted to be in your face. I knew I wanted to be in some in front of someone's camera. I just didn't know how that was going to happen. Yeah. So that's why I thought modeling at first. I was like, oh great, but I can't talk it through a photo. So right. you know, and I didn't process that. I was just like photo shoots, makeup, photographer, this must be my destiny. And, the, and there's layers to destiny. And so this is what I want this interview nonetheless to be a testament to is that you always find your purpose. You always end up where you're supposed yeah. to be at the right time if you allow yourself to be, of course. Now, I do mean, positioning is everything. Exactly, exactly. Now, I do want to jump into a little bit of politics here um, just for a second because I want to talk to someone who is a career woman, like I just keep, I keep saying throughout the interview, you're a career woman, a mother, uh, an entrepreneur, and you are, you know, a, a citizen here in the United States, of course. How do you feel the current administration has handled the pandemic as a mother during this time period? I feel like, I feel like a lot of people may agree. Um, the government is corrupt. Our system is corrupt. Everything is just about um, the 1% and what they believe about. Um, I'm not even gonna go into Trump. I mean, we already know. <laughs> we already know. Uh, but not, a, I mean, I feel like not too many of us know enough to, to say that it all, it all starts with us individually. And we just have to make that change and just hope and pray that other people will jump on the bandwagon of just trusting that if we make a change ourselves, then it will help and show other people that you too can make that change. And you don't have to listen to everything that's going on on the TV, on social media. Um, we just have to trust and believe that people that look like us mm -hmm. will once understand that we do have a say so in 
what's going on, but we just have to get ourselves out there and get our voices heard because it's, it's just all corrupt. And once we get ourselves in there, then that's when things will start panning out the way that it should, you know, play out. Mm -hmm. um, I remember Kashida, <laughs> we would have debates, man. We would have so many debates, yes. but I feel like that's where it all starts. It's just having, having an argument and trusting and believing in that argument that's and it. just trying to get that word out and yeah. sharing that word and hoping that other people will join in because the masses, it's crazy because the masses are the biggest group and the elite is just 1%. It's like, how does, how does this small amount of people have so much power over us? And then that goes back into social media. It goes back into, into the TV, until the radios and what we hear and what we put into our minds, into our, into our heads, even into our bodies, the food that we eat, it's like all this food, like they have, they have scientifically put stuff in there for us to think a certain way, for us to, for us to feel a certain way. And that's crazy. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. No, I, I completely uh, concur with what you're saying. And I definitely see, personally, I have a little bit more of an aggressive look at all of this uh, than you, simply just because I feel that like the current administration has not done enough as it pertains to protecting the United States um, during a national pandemic. We've had several sitting presidents prior to Donald Trump having full blueprints on how to react or how to um, conduct protocol during a pandemic and this administration did everything they could in the first 100 days when they walked into the White House to undo everything that Obama did um, and erase all of the legacy and all of the hard work and all of the progress ultimately that we had made as a nation. And what's really um, sad about this as well is that we also have a president that was just diagnosed with COVID-19 who was still going out and making appearances and tossing his mask on and off frivolously. And that is just not something, if the US president in the United States can get this disease, that means any sitting person can get this disease. Now, um, a few months ago, um, the Department of um, Education, Nancy, not Nancy Pelosi, uh, Nancy DeVos, she had proposed um, going back to schools um, starting in September. Obviously it is October, so we're past the point of them going back into schools. But as a mother, how would you feel? I know Shimmy is still a kid, like a baby, but well, not really. <laughs> but um, I know that he's still um, too young to go to an actual school as of yet. But as a mother, how would you feel about putting your child back into school during a national pandemic where people are still contracting this disease and Corona is still out here doing her full world tour? Why? I mean, how would you feel as a mother? Would you, is that something you would even consider doing? I wouldn't consider doing it. The only reason why he would go back to school is if they're not, if I'm not able to do um, schooling at home or if they're not doing it virtually, if they don't give me the, op the option to do it virtually. Like if they give me the option of, okay, we're gonna open the schools. If, he, if you don't feel comfortable with bringing him to school, we can still do it virtually. Um, but if he had to go to school, um, I don't know, because that means that they gonna want the kids to get the, um, what is it called? The vaccine? The vaccine. Yeah. And just like the flu shot, the flu shot is like, once you get a flu shot, you get sick. Yeah. So 
What you mean I'm gonna give him a vaccine, a COVID vaccine? That means he gonna get sick. I, we don't have time for him to get sick. And that doesn't and that doesn't also mean that, okay, just because he gets the flu the um the vaccine, he's going to be okay. But once he goes through that process of that sickness, we don't know if he's gonna be okay, if he's gonna come up out of it, just like people get the flu shot and they get sick and they sometimes don't come up out of it. Right. Like, right. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm gonna let other people do that what they can <laughs> right. before I do it. Okay, y'all could go do it and then come back to me and tell me how it went. Get the first batch or two. Right. <laughs> See what happens with them. Mm -hmm. um, just because I think it's quite bold. I think it's quite bold to be so comfortable doing that at this stage when Corona is not under control yet at all. Um, and you could tell based on, I know we're both, we both are on Twitter actively. Um, you could tell on Twitter in like places like Atlanta and, and Dallas and DC that yeah. these places still have open clubs, fully, fully functioning services running like they normally do. And people are still contracting um, COVID from those events continuously. And so you really have to take a look at what our nation, our nation's leader has done to prevent things like this and really side eye and also be a little frightful for what um, November is going to come if he actually wins this election again. Now, I'm praying that our good Oakland sister Kamala Harris comes through on that ticket. And again, because at the debate, I don't know, about, I don't know if you saw the debate, but the debate, she came out of that chair. You look, you could tell she came out of the beauty shop and got that flat <laughs> box on that head. I said, "Okay, Kamala, show us how you do it. Show us how we do it in Oakland. We are hood, but we still come through. Okay, right. we're right. not going to come up there looking incorrect." And Kamala came looking very correct. Okay, so I am praying that she pulls through on this ticket. Um, but what's also very scary is that one thing that keeps being brought up during the protests is a peaceful transfer of power, where pretty much it is not necessarily um, it's not necessarily certain that Trump is going to take the election well. Um, it is also certain that you know he does have ties to Vladimir Putin, who in his home um, home country they don't have to do debates, they don't have to do any of that. So Trump is probably in his head thinking, why the hell do I have to do them? Right. And so that's why a lot of people think that in his last maybe 17 days or so or whatever of his time being the president, should he leave and Joe Biden wins, that he's going to do something damaging to the U.S. that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden is going to have to come in and clean up almost immediately. Do How do you feel about Trump's tra peaceful transfer of power? Why won't he actually admit to him leaving peacefully? I just feel like that's who he is. That's the person that he is. I I feel like there's really no explanation as to why he's acting like this and why he doesn't want to, why he feels like it's going to be a problem if he loses this election. Um, anything that Trump does is not surprising to me because he's done so many outrageous things on national television. So if he makes it very hard for Biden to take on as our next president, it's not going to be surprising. Like if he does something that affects the whole entire nation, I, I'm not going to be surprised. Um, and to say what you, to comment on what you said earlier about him coming and just basically 
destroying everything that Obama did within his short time of being president, I, I forgot who I said this to. I said, it should be such a slap in the face to Obama for him to come and do that. But then it's also, I feel like it's also like the Republicans saying, oh, you guys have your black president. Well, it doesn't take, it doesn't take somebody that's smart and educated. Look, we have Trump as our president. So that's like, that's like crazy to me that he's even the in the office. potato in charge, I like to call him. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not going to be surprised by anything that happens. Yeah, Nothing. I'm not either. And that's that's the scary thing. It's like, okay, give that he actually loses this thing. He still has a couple of like months to work with to still be in his seat before Joe Biden comes in. And if I was Joe Biden, I would have them clean sanitized up and down the White House a month before I get in because Trump has been running rapid. And like, I don't even think Melania, it's, it's rumored that Melania doesn't even live in the White House. She lives in Trump Towers. So like, I don't even I hope she's not even in the building or in the facility. Her face, her face, anytime that she's on television is just like nonchalant. Like she does not care about oh Me and my husband, <laughs> Donald. <laughs> I love that. Like she wouldn't be married to him. At all. Like you can tell, like after this is all said and done, even if he loses, Melania's like, what is, what is my, I, it is time for me to go. Right. <laughs> fully go and the only thing Melania gave us really that I expected her to give us was good fashion that's about it Melania and that's only when you're not hiding in the bunker so you know it is what it is um last thing I want to mention is that being a black woman you know the BLM movement has been pretty prominent this past year given the situation that happened with George Floyd um and countless others and things and President Trump being very cavalier about his response to it and also sending troops, um, American military on American soil to break up peaceful protests and, and uh, produce tear gas and things like that. This is just a sliver of the things that Trump has done in his short time at being the president. Why do you think people, there are still black people that are comfortable endorsing Donald Trump? Why do you think that is? Because I can't figure it out. <laughs> I feel like just like the people that support him, the white people that support him, they are ignorant to what he is saying. Like they are in disbelief of what we're trying to get them to understand about him. It's like they, they have this, it's like an illusion of what they believe from what's coming out of his mouth. It's like they honestly, they 100% honestly believe everything that he says. Like they just, it's like they, you, you can't even, you can't even put your head around why. It's just like, that's just how they are. Just, how, just like how Trump is, that's just how they are and what they believe. They just 100% support Trump and what he believes. Right, and I know you've seen some of the videos of some of the ladies at his rallies with the synthetic ponytails doing a whole bunch of craziness to endorse this man. Like, it, it's, it's, it, it's so crazy because you could tell they're being used as a prop. And I also say the same thing about, you know, the LGBTQ community, those who support him. It's like, what seat at the table do you think you have? Like, at all? Like, with Donald the fuck Trump? Like, what do you really think you have a seat at the table? 
like you don't. And so it's it's a scary thing to consider, um, all things considering. So that's all in terms of all the political fluff. But back to better news. What is it? Because I know that you are an entrepreneur, you're a career woman now. What is your dream, your next dream job? What's the job that you want to manifest? What's been um what's been on your prayer list with God? What's the next big like job that you want in terms of your career? I really want to get signed with the agency, like a, um, a well-known agency um, and just be booked and busy. Like that's really my dream job is just to do what I love, which is modeling um, health and well health and wellness and um, dancing. I haven't danced in such a long time, but it's still something that you, you I want to do. Dancer, Christina. Like all jokes aside, you are an excellent dancer. Thank you. <laughs> I've seen you do all kind of dances. Yes. All kind of dances. Stop. I just I'm just picturing all the talent shows. All of the pep rallies. Yes. Yes. And I used to, you know, I was the host. And so I would just, it would be one of those things where like, as soon as I knew your name was on the list, I just knew we were going to be in for some sort of rude awakening. <laughs> and that's in the form of dance. Yes. <laughs> whether it's crock, whether it's ballet. <laughs> Oh my God! Whether oh my gosh, is. that's why I said Christina needs to sit down. <laughs> and Christina, we perfected those dances, did we not? Those dances, yes. you all had. I think you guys were the original twerkers. I do. <laughs> Your friends grew. You guys, you were the ones teaching us, the old people, how to do right. it. Right. Like it was one of those things. Like if you wanted a party turn up, call Christina and them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Christina and Neb. And so, <laughs> I am so excited um, to hear that you, but that ultimately your dream job is going to come. I, I'm prophesying that. I try to, every time I have these conversations with people, I always ask them that question because I, it's so, I feel it's important in these days and times to really manifest and be faithful about what you want out of life. Right verbalize that and speak that because it's one thing to have it in the mind but you know both of us are bible believers and one of the things that um the scripture says is um using the um the fruits of your uh i can't i've drunk a little wine today sorry <laughs> but oh, the, fruit, the fruit on your lips oh wait we talking about god hold on Sorry, sorry. I'm gonna drag for saying that. Okay, but seriously, it's using the fruit of your lips to prophesy what you want, and it is not just enough to just think it and dream. It is enough to say it, and so that's why it's always been so important. And I interview mostly like micro influencers like myself, so a, a lot of people that have sem semi to you know a little bit of a following, 
And so it's important for us to speak what we wanted to exist, especially in an industry where it's super saturated out. We would be lying if we said otherwise, you know, saturated business. And it can get very discouraging at times when you have to go back and forth about your purpose or go back and forth about people saying no over and over again. You really have to have that faith in that manifesting. So thank you for sharing your um, dream job. Now pick up the glass, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, by the way, I just, before we toast, I just want to let you know that I found a photo from one of our fashion shows. I forgot what year this was, but you, oh, okay. and you are dressed like a mixture between a TLC. I remember that. Yeah. You have the braids. Like it was, it was like Janet Jackson, poetic justice mixed with TLC, mixed with escape, with a slap of delusion. Like it was a lot of things. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This was high school. We were all delusional. We were all delusional. Okay. <laughs> so I'm excited about this. So cheers. Raise your glass. What are you drinking? I'm drinking some Moscato. Uh, me too. Pink. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Now, I do want to ask you a little bit of a messy question, if you don't mind. Okay. Not messy in a sense where you have to name names or anything, but I'm going to ask you. So me and my friend, my best friend, Vanessa, we talk about this all the time, but as the years go on, like, you know, your friends from high school start to, you know, fall off. Like you guys don't hold on. One thing about you and your friends group, as far as I still know, at least, that you all are still, um, you all are still very close like you were back in high school, give or take a couple of people. But explain those growing pains and like how all that happens. Because some people are easy. Like me, if you want to go, baby, there's the door. I am not the zookeeper bitch. <laughs> but... <laughs> Some people really feel they need to hold on to people. That's why we still see some of our friends, um, still friends with people they were friends with back in high school, and they're completely different people now. How do you? How did you deal with like having to transition certain people out of your life in order for you to really elevate yourself and grow? Well, I feel like that's actually happening like right now. I'm acknowledging. I am acknowledging my growth and. I just don't have time for the pettiness, the, the drama. I don't have time for that. I want to surround myself with people that are like-minded as me, who wants to grow and develop their business, want to grow and develop their minds, um, who are mothers and want to be better mothers, who, uh, who also, my main thing right now is health. It's, it's my help, it's getting my body right, my mind, my, my spiritual health, my, my relationship with God, getting all that right. And if you're not in alignment with that, then I'm gonna have to remove myself. I'm not gonna remove you, I'm removing myself. Yeah. Um, because I just can't have that type of energy around me. If you're asking me to do something that's not in alignment with uh, bettering my business, uh, bettering my health, my relationship with God, I don't have any time for that. And it may seem selfish. It may seem like I'm just focusing on myself, which I really am. As um, but if, if we're going to be friends, I need you to be doing the same thing. 
I'm not saying, oh, we need to be friends and you need to be helping me bettering myself and my life. No, you need to be helping yourself, bettering yourself. So once all of the hard work that we're doing right now is done, we can be go making boss moves where you calling me and we go on a girl's trip for the weekend or we go out somewhere and spend a couple of thousand dollars. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm building myself up to do right now. So if you're not, if you're my friend and if you're not in that alignment, then I'm removing myself. Period. Period. And it's so important. And it's so important. Now, I know for me, when I was a little younger, it was a little harder to do. Now that I'm a little older and I'm a little little more, it is like, bye. Like, we didn't need to have a conversation. (laughs) Like, good and bye. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have some experiences. Like, I had some friends from high school that, you know, once we got a little older and true color started to show and true intention started to show our lack of direction, which is something that um, I was going to be confronted with with people that went to the same high school as us. But it was lack of direction a lot of times I I was um, finding. And so I can't be around people who don't know who they are. And I can't be around people who project their fears onto me. Um, And also, it's very important for you to, once you become a grown person, you have to change your mindset to a grown person's. And so decisions that you make as a kid, like sneaking a bottle into a fully functioning restaurant, like I can't tell you, there was an incident where a girl from high school who shall remain nameless, I went out to dinner with her maybe two years ago. And it was beyond me, Christina, because we all went to, it was a very family friendly restaurant. You know, we're, we're of, of age at this point. So I didn't even think this was even still a thing, but this young lady who was also of age walked in and pulled out a bottle of Douce out of her bag at a full functioning restaurant, meaning she could have just ordered a drink. Um, but it's just little things like that. It was very childish. Her bag looked like a book bag, like we were still at Kip King Collegiate. And it was like, at that point, I had to let, I had to leave her at the dinner table. And you right. know, it's just those unspoken social cues that really proves if you've really matured in life or not. Like those unspoken isms that you do in your everyday life that doesn't necessarily always get acknowledged, but you do it in order to keep yourself better. Mm-hmm. I find that if you, you don't have that, I we probably won't be able to mesh. And that was my experience with a lot of people back in high school, um, especially once we got out of high school. And also, you know, certain people, you know, move on and certain people, you know, your interests change. You know, I know a lot of people, what they did or what they did back in um, high school, they don't do now. Right. You know, some people who never did their hair did do their hair now. Thank God. Some people who, you know, Christina, you know, I'm not lying. You know, I'm not lying. You know, I'm no, not- some people that didn't do their hair then still ain't doing their hair now. Oh, I have that list too. And child, uh, during the uncensored version of this interview, I'm going to have to uh, close the names. <laughs> but child, they in everybody's class. It's not just one class. It's like a whole bunch of like, you know, nappy headed bitches. And, they, and they're just like, ugh, they look like Alf. Like they're just not, they're just not. <laughs> It's just so funny because you just saying what I've been thinking. Girl, girl, you know they look like something out of Ronald McDonald's crew. Like, there's nothing. And so I just, before before we get off of topic, I just want to give thank you so much for coming to James's Kickback and also bringing your drink. 
Yes, I had so much fun. Yes, and so what are some projects that we can look forward to seeing you in or doing or what things that you're working on right now that we should um, take notice of? Um, I actually have some photo shoots coming up the 17th and 18th, and I also have another one coming up next month. I, I have some other, you know, things that I'm trying to plan, but my whole thing right now is not trying to get stuff out because I feel like once I start trying to get it out, I'm rushing and I'm not focusing on the smaller things. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm working, I'm planning and I'm working and I feel like everything takes time and I'm not trying to rush it because I want to present myself in a certain way. And that's one thing that I've been taking note of these past couple of months is my presentation. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's, my, it's really my presentation that I just want to get right. And I want to, I want, when people come and look at my page, I want them to have a certain, like a, a, cert, a certain image of me. And I feel like right now it's not being shown. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm taking my time and I'm enduring the process and I'm just yes. learning every step of the way. Yes, and it's so important, Christina, to do just that. And we are still works in progress. We're still very young beings. And so we um, have time to grow yes. through those careers um, in God's timing. And so it's so important that you just mentioned not to rush because I know in this day and age, a lot of people feel the need to dart things out, even if they don't even make sense to who they are or their brand or what they're trying to build. They just throw things out just to make sure their name is still in a loop. But that's, um, what, I was doing. that's what I was doing. Same. I've been there too. And I learned the hard way that that is not that's not effective and so i'm glad to hear you say that um and so thank you so much all of you all for joining us here at jesus kickback with miss tina brie christina in the building okay aka nina simone all right <laughs> and one thing i also want to mention is it is important to go and vote if you have not go, went and voted yet please go and vote this election is too important for us to miss a beat at all and you know what i mean when i say vote vote this sweet potato out of here Without, with all that being said, thank you so much for joining us and see you next time. Hold up.